Hey, I'm Veronica Dagger, and this is the Wall Street Journal's Secrets of Wealthy Women, where women share how they tackle career, money, and the world. Times are tough, and we're facing a lot of uncertainty because of the coronavirus. But we're in this together. Secrets listeners, you are not alone. So to help us cope, we're thrilled to have therapist, confidence coach, and motivational speaker Carol Ward joining us today. Carol is a New York City-based therapist who helps people deal with stress and trauma. She's the author of two books, Worried Sick and Find Your Inner Voice, and she's guided clients through some pretty dark times like 9-11. Today, she's going to give us some strategies on how to manage anxiety and tap into our own inner strength in the face of this crisis. Welcome, Carol. Pleasure to be here, Veronica. Carol, first of all, how are you doing? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm actually doing all right. I mean, it's it is such a weird time. I live in New York City and it is really strange, but I'm doing all right like most people. I'm up and down and riding the waves of a lot of different feelings. So I think I I fall within that normal category. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, Same thing. I mean, I can relate to that kind of up and down. Like some days I'm like, oh, I got this. No problem. Not a big difference. And then I'm like, whoa, this is just so weird. So much has changed. I mean, so is that normal, that kind of feeling of feeling all over the place, really? Oh, absolutely. People are going to feel calm one day. They're going to feel antsy the next day. They're going to feel scared. They're going to feel frightened. And they're going to feel a lot of sadness along with anger. I mean, it's such an intense time. And in response to that, there are intense emotions. But I think the biggest thing that people are experiencing on a daily basis is shock. I think people are in a lot of shock and continual shock because as the news unfolds, we are experiencing something we've never experienced before. And that shock causes us to have different emotional reactions. I don't know about you, but I've had people say to me, patients, clients, even friends say to me, I can't concentrate on anything. I plan to use this time since I'm going to be at home, I'm going to clean my desk, or I'm going to arrange that closet. But instead, I find myself spacing out on the couch or watching reality television. And that's, that indicates to me that there's an emotional process going on that hasn't quite registered yet. Meaning we've all made the adjustment intellectually and physically. We've shopped for food and we've arranged our homes and we've set our, our work life up online. But emotionally, there is a delay going on right now. And that's why you find people with that up and down feeling and that spacey feeling. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I have the sense that it's always we're always on like it doesn't seem like there's really a weekend or a a day off. It just seems constant to me. The thing is, you don't want to keep feeding your brain with information and stimulus all the time. And of course, we want answers. So we're turning to the news and we're going online and we're going on our phones and we're talking to people in social media groups and we're continually stimulating our brains when in fact, it's actually quite normal and very primal for us to want to pull in. And we have to, because we're in a society that likes to go, go, go all the time, we're going to have to teach ourselves how to disconnect more so that we can calm down 
and shut our minds off. And again, I'm not saying that you don't stay plugged in and and turn to the news and get information, but not 24-7. And it's so available 24-7, so it's going to take a conscious effort to disconnect. Mm. What about, you had said the feeling of sadness. I want to kind of stay with some of these feelings for a little bit. Where is that coming from? What is that about? The feeling of sadness comes from the tremendous loss that we've all experienced. I mean, we have lost our normal way of life, things that we took for granted. Going to the store and walking out on the street and seeing our neighbors, going into the office, taking our kids to school, visiting our parents, whatever it is, that human contact and those regular routines have been lost to us. And there is sadness around that. And there's also sadness about what has happened to us as a society. Again, we're seeing people get ill, we're seeing people be stressed, we're feeling economic stress and strife. And that creates a deep well of sadness. I think one of the biggest changes for so many of us who aren't used to working from home so much is this loss of boundaries. So we went from working in one place and living in another, and now it's all sort of jumbled together. And we may or may not have other people in the house with us as we're trying to work and have a life. How do we get a sense of boundaries again, because it seems like it's all mixed up at this moment. It is so mixed up. People are on top of each other. They're not used to spending so much time with each other as much as they might care about each other. And so I think it's important to really focus on communication, almost to over communicate what you need right now. I I have a husband and we have a computer sitting in our living room, a desktop, as well as our phones and our laptops. And sometimes when he's on the computer in the living room, on the desktop doing work, because he's in the room with me, I think he's available to talk to and vice versa. So I will ask him questions when he's in the middle of a project or he might ask me things. And we've had to really communicate to each other, you know, I'm working right now. And, and it's almost like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Just because you're in the room with me doesn't mean I have access to you all the time. So communicate that you need time away from someone. It's not personal, whether you care about them, but you do need time. And even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes to go in another room, to go in the bathroom, to go in the kitchen, to go in the basement and get a little bit of a breather. How do you do that with kids, though? Because kids may not necessarily get their message right away. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm not I'm not a, a child rearing expert, and I think there's probably a lot of information that people can get. But I think age appropriate communication is really important. As much as your kids understand to explain to them, this is a really different time for us as a family. Let's all figure out together ways that we can operate. Maybe it's even a visual schedule. Okay, you're going to be in charge of this and you're going to help mommy or daddy or whoever out with these chores or now we're all going to have time to play and now you're going to have time to go play by yourself. I also think another good technique is a rewards, you know, a reward systems for kids. Look, if you can go and do that activity for a little bit of time and let mommy or daddy or grandma or whoever have time to finish their work, you're going to get something for that. Maybe it's a hug, maybe it's a star on a calendar, whatever it is, but you're going to get something for that. So you can use age-appropriate communication and different behavioral techniques to get everyone cooperating. 
Another point about working at home I'm seeing is that there's this temptation. The computer's right there for you know you to log on at whatever hour of the night or on the weekends, and that cycle of work just doesn't seem to end. And it's it is kind of tempting just to keep working. So how do we create more of a work life balance for ourselves and not give in to that temptation to just keep on working and not take a break? I think what will help with that is one to see the consequence of how it's affecting you. The stress level, how are you sleeping? Do you find yourself so anxious that you can't calm down? And the connection usually is you're overstimulated, you're watching too much news, you're taking in too much information. So you have to be vigilant and you have to be disciplined. This isn't one of those times where you can say, well, maybe I'll unplug. No, you have to unplug at a certain time and you schedule it in on your phone, you, you verbally commit to another person, listen, I've got to get off this computer by 10 o'clock and I'm going to do it and I'm telling you I'm going to do it. So, so saying it out loud and committing to yourself is really going to help. That's smart. Um, you had said about the importance of boundaries and letting communicating those boundaries. I would imagine since some people are spending so much time with family and they haven't done that probably in a very long time, if ever, some of us may be feeling kind of trapped. Can you give us some tips on how to manage that feeling of feeling trapped? Well, we are trapped. So I think acknowledging it and saying and having a discussion with family members saying to each other, we're all trapped right now. And we're also going to get on each other's nerves. I mean, it's just, that's what's just going to happen. We can't be perfect during these times. So to be able to say, look, we're feeling trapped, we're feeling antsy. And then again, it goes back to that communication of, I need to take a break. Can you handle this for me? Can you watch the kids for a little bit of time? Uh, I need to get outside for five minutes. Can you help me with this or that? And that brings up an important point, Veronica. I think one of the things I want to share with people that's really important is, this is a time to acknowledge our humanity. This is a time where we need to allow ourselves to be imperfect. We are going to be irritable. We are going to be cranky. We're going to pick fights with people in our household just because we're on top of each other. We might be unkind. We might be overly anxious. We might dump our feelings on another person just because we're feeling frightened. That's what's going to happen. I think the best that we can do is to forgive ourselves for that and then regroup, apologize if you need to, and start again. And that cycle is going to continue throughout this process because we're human beings. Being kind to ourselves and others during this time that we're all under so much stress. Absolutely. We can't just go between being perfectly zen and being (laughs) perfectly productive. There's going to be this period in between where we are going to be lost and scared. I mean, one day you're going to be the person saying to someone, are we going to make it through this? And on another day, you're going to be the person saying to someone, we're going to make it through this. So it'll all depend on your day and your mood. How you're feeling. You know, we talked about people feeling trapped, but some people also may be feeling pretty isolated. For example, if you already live alone, this may make you feel like you're very alone or you're very um, dealing with this on your own. 
How can people who feel that way feel more connected to others at this time? Well, this is where technology is going to be your friend. Whatever form you're comfortable with, whether it's a phone call, email, texting, virtual, video, whatever it is, you, if you are by yourself and you're feeling isolated, are going to have to make the effort. And on the other hand, if you know of someone who is by themselves, you can make the effort as well. You can reach out to them, make them feel that you're thinking about them, that you are connected to them. So it's a, it's a two-way street. Make the effort on your own, and then you, if you're with a group, reach out and make someone who's alone feel included and that you care about them and that you care about their well-being. Hmm. Yeah, because I think that contact, whenever it's safe, is so important because we have lost so many of our support systems, some of them going to the gym for some people or going to yoga class, house of worship, or even just grabbing dinner with friends at your favorite restaurant. How do we recreate some of these support systems too that we can't rely on like we used to be able to? Well, I think it's really important to have a loose structure in your day, no matter what that is. Again, we're not looking for perfectionism here, but it can be simply... I'm going to choose a specific time to create myself a meal for myself or my family. I'm going to try to attempt a project. I'm going to allow myself to watch a couple of hours of news or television or whatever I need. If it's safe and if if it's allowed, I'm going to try to get out. But again, here's where technology really is our friend. There are so many businesses. There are gyms and teachers who are putting services online. I have a friend who's a kindergarten teacher, and she is creating classes for kindergartners to listen to music. For those of us who need to move, and it's important to move at this time, right? We need to get that stuck energy moving, if you can, again, without being hard on yourself, to watch something online, do, you know, pull up a YouTube video of exercise, whatever it is, try to get your body moving, because Stuck energy, physical energy, creates mental anxiety. So if you're not moving and releasing that adrenaline and that tension, it just finds itself up in your brain. And then that's where a lot of the rumination and anxiety can get backed up. What about just spacing out watching a lot of shows for a while? Absolutely. Go for it. I found myself the other day, I found myself for three hours watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It was phenomenal. It was fun. It was, it lifted me out of my head for a while. I didn't even know three hours had passed. I don't usually watch it, but I loved watching it. And watch whatever you want. Let yourself be kind to yourself. I actually call that healthy disassociation. You're consciously allowing your mind to take a break by having it tune into something light and fluffy. Carol, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'd love to get your thoughts on how to cope with all this uncertainty. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
So, Carol, adding to all this stress is economic worries, as you mentioned before, some people losing their job or they know someone who's lost a job. How can we feel more financially in control in a situation like this? Well, as you know, because you are focused on this, is this is such a fast-moving situation that it's hard to anticipate what we need to do about our finances with everything changing so quickly. But I would recommend to people that they turn to people that they trust who are financially savvy, who are wise about what's happening economically, and also to turn to reliable sources. I mean, you have a podcast about helping women become financially savvy. That's a great resource for people to get information. I know you have coaches on and business people on who are probably going to be guiding people over the next couple of weeks with information that they can use to keep their businesses stable, to help keep their finances stable within their household. So turn to people who you trust. Have conversations with people within your family about what's happening financially, and then turn to reliable sources of financial information to get the information you need to make decisions for right now. Afterwards, there are going to be other decisions that have to be made. But for now, you're going to try to keep yourselves afloat and stable, and you want to get the information from people who are calm and reliable. How can we find that motivation to make that phone call and take that first step when it just, it might feel really overwhelming at the moment? Well, this goes back to acknowledging that we are feeling a lot of feelings during this time. I think we are going to use our minds to get through this time. And I also think we're going to feel our way through this time. Meaning the more that we can acknowledge and tap into how we feel then leads us to the next step, which is, what do I need? So if I'm feeling scared about my finances and I acknowledge that, then I can think about who can I turn to to help me get calm about that. If we're feeling scared about our own health or we're feeling scared about what's happening in the world, what friend or respected colleague can we turn to to help us calm down? So acknowledge the feeling and then take the action. The interesting thing with our brains is that action actually creates inspiration. You know, we always think that we're going to wake up in the morning inspired. And if we just wait for inspiration, we're going to find ourselves sitting on the couch waiting for inspiration. But sometimes we have to fake our way through a situation. And we do that by taking one small action. Let me call my accountant. Let me call my employer. Let me call my good friend. And let me take that small action to give myself emotional relief and reassurance. Another piece of this is the anxiety. You know, I'm hearing people feel anxious because they can't go see elderly parents or they know there's so much need in the community and they can't do anything about it because they need to protect their own health or the health of their family. How do we deal with those feelings of helplessness and anxiety? Again, I think acknowledging it is pretty important. Wow, I feel so helpless. I can't get out to see my mom or my dad, my grandparents. I think this is where communication plays a key role, to communicate to the people that you care about, of course, that you do care about them. And the second piece is to ask them to let you know clearly and honestly if they are going through troubles or if they're all right, have them communicate back. 
And the other thing on a practical level is to become aware what the resources are for them in their area. So for example, if you have a parent that you can't visit, but you want to help them with their grocery shopping, so many stores now are doing delivery of groceries and supplies for people who can't get out. So you could, you could tap into those resources. You could pick up their groceries for them. If you know someone who can't get out and they have an, a pet that they need to walk, you can check out within the community, are there services or volunteers who are offering to take care of animals or walk dogs for people? I think that's one of the great things that you can do is to give back in that way, even if it's from a distance. I love that. You know, I think one of the most difficult parts about dealing with the coronavirus is all the uncertainty. Like there's not a clear beginning to when this started or middle, or we didn't have no idea when it's going to end. And so what advice do you have for us in terms of coping with these unknowns and feeling more secure amid all this unknown information? We are beings that like to know. We like to know what's going on. We like to plan. We like to anticipate so that we can take care of ourselves. I think two things. One is to try to stay in the day. Today is today. I'm going to do a certain amount of these things for today. I'm going to feed my children, feed myself, make those phone calls, do some work, whatever it is, to to try to stay in the day as much as possible. And then to try not to, the second thing is to try not to anticipate, oh, this is going to end tomorrow, or this is going to end next week. Again, take in the information from reliable sources, but plan your life so that you are not disappointed every day that you get up and this hasn't ended. To set in your mind, okay, the general estimate is whatever you believe and trust, two weeks a month. So I've got to arrange my life within that time frame and not keep setting myself up for, oh, today's the day that they'll lift every confinement out there. So stay in the day, but also plan that this is going to take a period of time. And when that period of time is over, check in again and see if you need to make another period of time adjustment. Mm. In the meantime, is there other ways we can feel less stressed, other tips or techniques we can use? I do think there are some techniques that you can use. One is, it's an interesting technique about how you start your day. You know, most of us turn to our phones or we turn on the news because this is very present. We need to know what's going on. We want to know what's going on. But if you can shift that to have that the first thing you take in in the morning is something that's more inspirational for you. You can always turn on the news a little bit later. But for example, I receive an email every morning that's inspirational and encouraging about how to get through difficult times. I used to look at the news right away. But now I read that first, I let my nervous system be calm for a little bit, and then I go about my day. Many, many people are talking about meditation. If you are someone who meditates, it's a great time to continue that. It's a great time to learn it. There are wonderful apps out there. If you're allowed to go out and walk, you can do a walking meditation. Don't have your phone on. Simply walk the streets or walk in your yard or walk in front of your house and allow your mind to empty out in a way and not focus so much on what's going on. Some other things to think about is this could be a creative time for people. 
you know, maybe you want to start a blog or do a vlog or start an online support group or start an online book club or just have friends online over for coffee or a drink. Why not hang out with people? Just because we are apart doesn't mean we can't also be together in a different form. Thanks for the great insights, Carol. You're very welcome, Veronica. Always a pleasure talking to you. In addition to all of Carol's advice, we wanted to share some further resources with you. Meditation apps such as Calm or Headspace can help you relax. And if things start to get really dark, there are people out there for you to reach out to. The number of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. So next week, we'll be speaking with career coach Marianne Ruggiero about steps you can take to keep your career on track in this crazy time. And we will be answering your questions. You can leave us a voicemail with your career questions to our hotline, 314-200-5947, or you can text us. We'll put those resources and that number in our show notes. You can scroll into the description in your podcast app. I'm Veronica Dagger. Hang in there, Secrets listeners. I'm going to try Carol's tip to take a walk in nature and just relax. How about you? Thanks for listening.